This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome today to another episode of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center, and working with me today is the guy that keeps it all together, my co-host, Mr. <laughs> Tony Shore. I don't always keep it all together, but I try. Uh, Rob, thanks for that intro, and thanks for having me on your show today. I'm really excited about today's show. I know it's going to be a good one. Um, in fact, tell us what we're going to talk about today. Well, what we're going to talk about today is some tax reduction strategies uh, for folks in and nearing retirement. Uh, I mean, tis the season, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. A lot of folks are retiring and uh, obviously we're coming out of that tax season. It's uh, We're kind of uh, at the end of the tax season now, aren't we? Well, for the, those who are not in the uh, tax preparation business, uh, folks are probably getting winding down for those of us who are in it. Um, no, it's still going to be pretty intense for the next couple of weeks. And then there are the <laughs> folks that uh, get the extension. So uh, tax season officially ends uh, mid-October. Uh, ouch. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, that uh, That's why I'm not a tax professional. That's why I let, let guys like you take care of it. There you go. That's it. It's just what we do. So, so anyway, what, what we want to talk about today is we talk about, you know, social security benefits, uh, taking money out of traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, you know, ways that you kind of fund your lifestyle in retirement. And every one of those things, or most of those things are going to have some taxable impact. Now, the good news is, you know, everybody, I haven't found too many people yet that like paying taxes. You like paying taxes, Tony? Uh, absolutely not. So you, you know you got to do them. You know, your responsibility to taxes provide good things for us, uh, yeah. both in the economy and infrastructure. Uh, but but nobody wants to pay more than they have to. Right. Okay. So here's the here's the good news. There are some strategies that may help folks reduce taxable income, and that's what we're going to focus on today. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, obviously, if we can minimize that tax burden, that's huge. So this sounds like a great show. But first. Rob, how are you doing and how's everything at Outlook Financial Center? We are extremely busy right now. Like I said in the month of March, we did six seminars, so we're, we're processing the folks through that. Uh, it is tax season. Uh, one of the things that I do is uh, both work with the other clients' tax professionals. We have our own CPAs that we use in-house. Uh, I do some of the returns personally, particularly the ones that are kind of a unique and special and a lot of CPAs don't like to do them. I do a lot of uh, returns for pastors and missionaries and a lot of overseas missionaries. So uh, that's an area that I'm passionate about and I help people with. Well, I think that's great. And uh, I know my wife and I uh, support a lot of missionaries through our church and I think it's fantastic that you're able to uh, help them out in that way. And I know you love helping people and helping your clients make sure that they minimize those tax burdens and have a financial plan in place. Obviously, tax season is in full swing, and there can be benefits to lowering your taxable income, right? Absolutely. 
And people often think about, well, if I lower my taxable income, am I lowering my income? The answer is, well, maybe we need to take a look at that. <laughs> so yeah, here's one of the things that a lot of people don't recognize. If we go back to uh, 2009, they instituted a program called Means Testing for Medicare Benefit Payments. So what that means is everybody who's on Medicare pays a, a monthly uh, fee for the Medicare Part D uh, Part B is in Bravo. Part D is in David. If they if they decide uh, decide to go that way, and if they make too much money, then they have to actually pay more for it. There's actually a surcharge that goes on top of that. Uh, they call that means testing, or in the proper uh, government vernacular, income related monthly adjustment amount. Doesn't that sound like fun? <laughs> uh, no. I, in fact, I was told there would be no math. Well, yeah, well, sorry about that. Sorry about your <laughs> luck. But you know, if you start if you start moving up the taxable uh, income brackets, uh, right now the 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 base premium is about 122 bucks a month. It can go as high as nearly $400 a month depending on how much money you make. That means testing. And quite frankly, some of the folks, they may get a notice from Social Security and they, they get freaked out and says, "What do you mean I have to pay extra for this?" They may have had a one-time thing where maybe they took a lump sum from a pension or they sold a house and they got a one-time gain. Well, the good news is if you get that notice, there is a process called the request for reconsideration. I just love that, a request for reconsideration. Would you think about this one more time? And you can actually appeal your case and try to avoid the uh, extra uh, premium if this is, in fact, a one-term uh, event. So sure. anything we can do to kind of minimize and keep their taxable income uh, under control to avoid that is, is really, uh, I think, something that's important. Puts keeps more money in your pocket, more stuff for the, the fun things in life. Because people get used to paying the lower premium, and they hate surprises. Because if that sticks, that's good for a year. And then they look at your tax return and reassess, do you pay that surcharge in the following years? So prudent tax planning is what we're talking about here. Be prepared for those uh, ugly surprises. Well, interesting. I mean, obviously we can get deep in the weeds and you have to take these things into consideration, but it seems to me you have to have a financial planner like yourself, Rob, who you can trust to help you through this. Um, you know, the thought of planning for taxes in retirement is probably going to be pretty overwhelming to most of us, right? You know, Tony, at first glance, it can look like it's a really a daunting task, but I would propose that controlling your tax bill in retirement can be considerably easier than it was while you were working. Hmm. Uh, really? What makes you say that? Well, when it comes to your retirement, you can manage the accounts that you pull income from in any given year. You actually have control of your income stream if you've structured it correctly as part of your plan. And so what I try to do is I try to structure income streams that are going to come from multiple sources with different tax treatments. Now, uh, we've talked about this before. No one can time the market. Warren Buffett can't even do that. And he's on record saying that. Likewise, no one can predict what the tax code is going to be in the future. So if you don't know what it's going to look like, you want to give yourself choices. You want to have funds you can draw from in retirement that are taxable, just regular investments. You're going to look at tax deferred. That's going to be things like your 401k, 403b employer plans, your traditional IRAs tax-free. There's your Roth IRAs or Roth 401k plans. Then we do an analysis here at the firm at, at Outlook Financial Center to determine 
what's the best and most efficient way to pull income to give you what you need and minimize the tax burden while we're doing it. Uh, it's not the same for any uh, two clients. So we sit down, run the numbers, and then come up with the strategy. And then we reevaluate that strategy every year to make sure nothing's changed, tax laws haven't changed, uh, you haven't received an inheritance, things of that nature. So yeah. you just got to plan accordingly. Yep. And what's one strategy then that can help people plan for taxes in retirement? I'm sure you have a number of them. Uh, we certainly do. And I'm going to give you an example. I just want to make sure everybody understands this is not the silver bullet, not the answer that ends all answers. But here's one uh, strategy we might want to look at. And we would look at, let's draw money from the taxable account first. Now, why would we do that? In the taxable account, you've already paid taxes on the money you put into it. The only thing that's going to be taxable coming out is any gain that account has incurred and it has been paid out to you. So you could take a big chunk of money out of it, but only a piece of it's going to be taxable. So that's the first step. The second step may be, well, let's let the traditional IRAs, the tax deferred accounts continue to grow and we'll take money out of a Roth IRA. The Roth accounts are going to give you tax-free income, allowing that tax-deferred pot in the traditional IRAs to continue to grow. Why would we want to do that? As we get later on, we're going to continue to grow, and that money is going to be taxed at the ordinary tax rate. So I'm trying to get past everything's going to give me anything more than just Social Security and an IRA distribution to minimize the tax bracket in the future. So that's a way. Once again, that strategy is not appropriate for everyone, but that's a strategy I've seen employed with clients that makes sense for them. So would there be scenarios when that strategy wouldn't always be the best decision, though? Absolutely. And that's why we have to look at each one individually. Everybody's situation is unique. For some folks, maybe tapping into the IRA first is the right plan so they can allow their uh, Social Security benefit to continue to grow. Once again, once you get past full retirement age, it goes up 8% per year for every year you don't take it. So you're rewarded for that until you get to age 70. If you have a lot of longevity in your family, that may be the right answer. So once again, you have to look at the whole approach and look at it and integrate it. And it's a very personalized conversation, particularly when you have a married couple. Oh, I see. So uh, that makes sense. Uh our time is just about up, though, for this first segment. Rob, is there anything you'd like to add before we take a quick break here? Absolutely. One of the things I, I'd like to offer to our radio listeners is you need to look at uh, selecting a financial professional to work with. We here at the Outlook Financial Center, we want to help you create an income plan that's tailored to your unique scenario because we want you to keep more money in your own pocket and put less in Uncle Sam's. So if you visit our website, we're at outlookfc, that's outlook, f as in financial, c as in center, .com, or call our office at 937-552-9990. We have a special report for our radio listeners on Social Security, Medicare, and income tax, the facts, the figures, and the scams. And it'll give you a lot of information. You can provide a basis of the education. And then when we start working together, we can really put together something that's good for you, for your family, and has your money going where you want it to go. All right. Well, that sounds like a great deal. So uh, what's the phone number and web address again? The phone number is area code 937-552-9990. And the web address is outlookfc.com. 
All right. Well, thanks, Rob. And listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Rob Burnett here on Financially Tuned. There are 96 different months that you could file for Social Security benefits. There are over 9,000 combinations if you're married. By the time you factor it all in, there are over 20,000 calculations that need to be run to find the best way to file for Social Security benefits. Call our office at 937-552-9990 or visit OutlookFinancialCenter.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report from Outlook Financial Center. You will know exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. Welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center, and I have, as always, my trusty co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Well, great to be here and great show so far today, Rob. Good stuff. I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, we're talking about planning for taxes and retirement. And the joke in the office here is we have a uh, uh, Logan or Lori will come on, do radio shows with me, unless the topic is taxes. And they make me do that by myself. So I guess nobody wants to talk about taxes but me. What do you think? Um, <laughs> I don't think other people get as excited about it or into it as you do, Rob. But uh it's important. Hey, we all want to save on our taxes and minimize that tax burden. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so what we've been talking about is, uh, is the issues of taxes and retirement and briefly touching on how withdrawal decisions can have an impact on the amount of taxes you pay in those retirement years. Ah, well, maybe you could fill us in on another way that we could save on taxes in retirement. Sure. Uh, another way is a process we call the Roth conversion. What that means is we're taking a traditional IRA or it can be, or money that came from a traditional 401k plan from an employer. And the idea behind that is the money that's in those accounts, taxes have never been paid on those. So when you put money into those, you got an immediate tax benefit of that money was not included in your gross income. So you haven't paid taxes. Now, Uncle Sam's going to want his share. So one of the things you can do, and, and this is really important, we run numbers, this is not ideal for everybody, but the idea is if I'm in a low enough tax bracket now, and if I think taxes are going to go up, or if I think I'm going to have a long, long life, there's longevity in my family, then it would make sense to pay the taxes today and convert that traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. Once I do that, the tax obligation is met, the Roth IRA now grows tax-free, and the money then comes out of it is tax-free. And likewise, if you pass away and you don't use it or there's money left, then that is inherited tax-free, and then they can continue to receive income from it and distributions tax-free. Everybody likes tax-free. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we all do. And I mean, that's pretty straightforward. So what's another option that could help it? Well, if we're, if we're looking at this, another option would be to use the uh, IRA charitable distribution option. What that means is when you get to an, a, an individual retirement account, traditional IRA, then you're required after you turn 70 and a half to take money out of it every year. That's the required minimum distribution. You go back to the Roth IRAs, they don't have this. So you don't have to take the money out. So that's one of the beauties of the Roth conversion we just talked about. But if you still have money in the traditional account, you can designate a piece or even all, if you so choose, of your required minimum distribution to go to an eligible charity. Let's look at a simple example. Let's say your minimum, uh, your required minimum distribution is $20,000. You decide you want to give $10,000 to your church or another eligible charitable cause. 
you take 10,000, have your custody send, uh, custodian send the other 10,000 to that qualified eligible charity. Now, here's what happens. You don't get to deduct it on your Schedule A, so it's not a, it's not a deduction, but it is also not included in your adjusted gross income. What that means is they use the adjusted gross income to calculate how much of your Social Security benefit is taxable. So if you actually take that distribution, more of your Social Security benefit is going to be subject to taxation. And if it kicks you up high enough, you may have to start paying extra for your Medicare. Ouch. So here's a way you can support a cause you're passionate about and help your tax situation simultaneously. Now, I want to point out is not all charities are eligible. Uh, things like donor advised funds and, and their supporting organizations, you can't do that. So you need to be careful about where that goes to. And that's something that you can do your own research or work with us. We know who the eligible uh, institutions and organizations would be. But it's something you certainly ought to consider if you don't need the money for your living expenses. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, that's really, really important. Uh, that's a great, great point. And I like the examples you gave there. Um, I see that, you know, that's a way to offset that tax burden is by making that charitable donation. That makes sense. And it's an awesome way to save on taxes and do something good, uh, contribute to a good cause or your church. So what's another way that we can save on our taxes in retirement? One of the things we often look at, too, is you know, people, and we look at what their holdings are in their retirement accounts, is we want to look at what's your asset allocation? What kinds of things are you actually invested in? And this is really important when it comes to the taxable or what the industry will call the non-qualified accounts. Now, your dividends and your capital gains are tax-free if you're in the 15% or lower marginal tax bracket. But that may increase the amount of tax on your Social Security benefits. So we have competing issues here. Now, 15% tax bracket, if you're married, filing jointly this year, and your taxable income is over 78000 that will kick you into the 25% tax bracket. So a lot of folks in retirement have a lot of room in there where they can get dividends and capital gains, get those tax-free. We then compare it to, well, that's going to impact my Social Security, and we look at the trade-off and find out what's the best answer for the client. That's called good tax planning, and so we do that. And maybe you want to hold some tax-free investments. Maybe you want to hold uh, municipal bonds and get tax-free income off of them. That's nice, but that gets factored into the calculation of how much of your Social Security benefit is taxable. So there's many moving arms in here. This hydra's got to be tamed uh, one step at a time. So depending on where you have your investment, you could be looking at a much higher than necessary tax bill down the road if you're not paying attention. Well, and you do have to pay attention or have somebody like you uh, to help you pay attention and help you organize all this and have a plan going in. Now, uh, I know that that might sound to our listeners like a slightly complicated strategy. I mean, it does somewhat to me. It sounds like the benefits uh, could be well worth the effort. Uh, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I love to tell a story about a client of mine who came to me in December and he wanted to sell uh, one of his uh, stock positions, which had made a considerable amount of money. Mm -hmm. He wanted to sell it in December and, and I'll, I'll use the name. He wants, wanted, it was going to generate a $10,000 capital gain. And he said he wanted to take the money and buy a drum set. Now, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to buy a drum set per <laughs> se. He just didn't want to tell me what the drum set was he wanted to sure. buy. And I said, well, uh, you can do that, but here's the consequences. Because you're retired now, 
your wife retired earlier this year and she was making a very nice salary, you guys are already in the 25% tax bracket. There's nothing I can do about that. So if you buy it this year, you're going to cost yourself about $2,500 in extra taxes. Now, if you wait till January to buy your drum set, you're on Social Security, she's on Social Security and a pension, you'll be well within the 15% tax bracket and $10,000 is not going to impair your tax bill. So you want to pay 2500 an hour, wait a month and spend zero. Well, yeah, exact good <laughs> good point. Um, obviously, good example. Now, hey, we have to take a quick break right here, Rob. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Just a, I'd love to have our radio listeners go out and check out our website at outlookfc.com or give us a call at 937-552-9990. I'd like to give them our special report on Social Security, Medicare, and income tax the facts, the figures, and the scams. And invite them in for a, a one-hour, no-obligation consultation. Go over the reports, talk to them about their situation, and see if we can help them. All right. Well, thanks for that. And we'll be right back with more of Rob Burnett here on Financially Tuned. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? When does it make the most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What strategies can you use to fill the income gap between what you receive from Social Security and the desired amount of income you'd like to receive in your retirement years? Let Outlook Financial Center provide you with direction to this decision by claiming your complimentary Guide to Social Security. Give our office a call at 937-552-9990 or visit us online at outlookfinancialcenter.com. And welcome back to our last segment for this show of Financially Tuned with our host, Rob Burnett of Outlook Financial. Now, planning for taxes in retirement is the theme of today's show. And you've been telling us, Rob, about all the different ways we can save on taxes in retirement. Considering a Roth conversion, uh, Roth IRAs, a great way to adjust for taxes and make sure you don't get hit with a big tax burden taking advantage of uh, IRA charitable distribution options. That's a great one. The importance of asset allocation. Uh, we talk about that a, a lot on the show and on previous shows. And uh, everyone's financial situation today looks different, but I know that you have a lot of strategies to help us get the most out of our assets in retirement and to plan ahead when it comes for these uh, comes to these taxes. Now, we've spent a lot of time about lowering taxes in retirement uh, talking about that. Sometimes life intervenes though, and people need some retirement funds early. Uh, talk about that and the impact it has on taxes. I know I'm looking at huge college bills to help my son out once he hits college here. Uh, and I know the temptation is to pull funds from my retirement account for that. And that's a very common uh, question I get from folks who have kids going through college. Uh, and, and I'm going to go through a list of you know, the general rule is if you pull out money out of a retirement plan prior to age 59 and a half, you're going to pay the income tax on it because in most cases you're pulling it out of an IRA, a traditional IRA. The rules on Roth are a little different. If you pull money out of a Roth IRA, you can pull out your contribution tax-free, but if you pull out gain, then it's subject to tax and penalties and all the things I'm about to talk about. So, Here's the good news. There are 11 general exceptions to the 10% penalty. So just because you're going to pull money out doesn't mean you're going to pay the income tax. There's no avoiding that. But not every time do you have to have a penalty. There's a couple of very interesting ones in here. And Tony, you talked about one of them. 
uh, higher education expenses. So if you're taking money out to pay for higher education expenses of, of you, your wife, any of your kids or grandchildren, then, and they have to be at least a half-time student, and you can actually take that money out, pay the taxes on it, declare it properly as how that distribution is being spent. You may have to prove it, and I would have the proof for it. And in the year that you take out the contribution, you have to make the payment and typically make it pay in straight to the uh, institution of higher learning. Then you can avoid that 10% uh, penalty. And so that's a very common one. Another very common one is the first time home buyer. It, every, you can take a distribution from an IRA to purchase a first home up to $10,000. If you're married, each of you can do $10,000. Now that's a lifetime limit. You only get to do it once. And a first time home is def, homeowners defined as an individual who has not owned a principal residence for at least two years. And if you're married, both of you have to meet that qualification. So that's kind of another way that folks will often save and then use a, a chunk of that to maybe make it help make a down payment on their first home. Not an uncommon scenario. Uh, some of the others that are uh, an interesting one, and we see this a lot now with a lot of downsizing. We saw a lot of these back in the uh, late uh, 2008 to 2012 timeframe is a lot of folks were being separated from service involuntarily. They were age 55 to 59 not eligible to pull money out of their, their plans yet without penalties. So the IRS put in a very specific exception for employer plans. This does not apply to IRAs. It allows you to pull money out if you were involuntarily separated in the year you turned age 55 before 59 and a half. You could take the money out of your 401k plan as needed for living expenses. You're going to pay the income tax, but you avoided the penalty. That's what a lot of folks don't know about. Interesting. Well, you know what? We're almost out of time for our show today, Rob. It, it just flew by. Uh, I know you had more you could share with us. But uh, before we go, why don't you let our listeners know once again about that special offer you have for them and how they can get a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, we have a special report called Social Security, Medicare, and Income Tax, The Facts, the Figures, and the Scams. To give you some some basic uh education and understanding and foundational information. And then with that, come in and sit down with us for a one hour, no obligation consultation. We can answer your questions and look for opportunities where we might be able to work together. Uh, go to our website, outlookfc.com. That's outlook F as in financial C as in center.com. Tremendous amount of information there. And then give us a call at area code 937-552-9990. Uh, Tony, you're right. There's a lot uh, more we could have talked about today, but uh, everybody's been thinking it's a tax topic. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to talk any more about it. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with our host, Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 
Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.